This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Thursday morning, September 24th, which I'll let you know what special, what a special day that is in just a minute. But we want to welcome everybody to Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. We do that by taking a chapter of the Bible and reading it, spending some time with the Lord, asking Him to speak to our hearts and that. And what we do then is come down to this little studio we have in the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, and we read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. I say we because I always do this with a co-host, even Pastor Matt and Jessica do it together as well on their podcast, which they do every Monday as well. So we just think that teamwork is a, a real powerful way to study the Bible because you hear things, and then they hear things, and then you kind of get this kind of energy flowing, uh, talking about whatever you see there, and I think it's powerful. My co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. How are you doing, Pastor David? I'm doing amazing. I cannot wait to jump into the chapter today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Love being here. Love being here. How are you doing, Pastor David? I'm doing great. Can I just say something real quick? Yes, absolutely. To my darling, beautiful wife, I say happy birthday to you, hon. And uh, so it's my wife's birthday today, and if oh, you're not awesome. listening, I'm really mad about... No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to you, hon. God bless you, and thanks for being all the wonderful things you are to me. Okay, there we go. What That's do you got? so cool. Uh, uh, yeah. I tell you what, um, if you're new to the program, we want you to jump in, and a great way to do that is, one, call the church, 321-452-1060. But the two best ways is, one, go to our website, and that's eccc.us, and you'll see a lot of options. One of them is the morning breath option, and you'll be able to see what chapters we've gone into, what chapters we're going to go into. Um, But the best way for you to get anything from the East Coast community, from the the church here, just get our app. You'll be able to get morning breath. You'll be able to get the chapters we've done, the podcast. You'll be able to uh, hear the message uh, from the weekend. Um, we are meeting live again, in case you didn't know. You'll be there's a tons of stuff on the app to help you take your next step with Jesus, and also to help you just with your daily walk with the Lord. Absolutely, and uh, you can, like you said, we're meeting live, but we still have the online services, mm-hmm. so both are available. And I will encourage you. Come on, step out. You can't live in, you know, can't just live in your house forever. Right. There is a time to to get out and we're getting close to that and I, I just I just encourage you take a take a step of faith with Jesus and press back into all the things that gave you strength in life uh, oh. maybe before this thing hit. Uh, I encourage you that way. And a way you can do that and this one is digital, is we're having the Florida uh, Florida Flourish, yeah. Flourish Digital Conference. Flourish is our women's ministry. And so if you are a woman, you're part of uh, Flourish, and you're part of our girls that worship God here at East Coast, and we just encourage you, October 9th, we're going to have a digital conference. We've got a got kind of a party in a box that we made available to everybody that that becomes part of it. But to figure that all out, go to eccc.us backslash. Is that backslash or forward slash? Um, for me, I just say slash. But slash. Yeah. Slash. Isn't he a guitarist? Uh, slash yep. events. Come on. And that'll get you there and uh, tell you all about it. And we'd love to have you involved with that. I think it's going to be an incredible conference. Yeah, I cannot wait. I mean, wait my a minute. wife. You're a- 
My, You're a dude. <laughs> yeah, my wife loves it. My mom actually is now serving in our food pantry because of it. She went to the conference. She might even be, might even be listening now, but it's amazing. She went to the conference and and then you know just started plugging into church. Now attends one of our locations and serves as a greeter. So super love everything that the women are doing in our church here. Wow, super powerful. Very cool. Forty seven verses. Yeah. Well, you're. In, I'm going to read the first twenty three. Let you read the last twenty four. I'm going to read from New King James. What do you read from? Uh, New Living Translation. NLT. Let's do this thing. I say to you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he'd already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked, and that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him who was cured, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful to you to carry your bed. He answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. Then they, they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you've been made well, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, my father had been working until, excuse me, my father has been working until now and I have been working. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he, he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. For as the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he will. For the father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the son that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death to life. I assure you that the time is coming, indeed here now, when the dead will hear my voice and the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen will live. The Father has life in himself, and he has granted that same life giving power to his son, and he has given him the authority to judge everyone because he is the son of man. Don't be surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the voice of God's son and they will rise again. Those who have 
Those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life, and those who have continued in evil will rise to experience judgment. I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just, because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. If I were to testify on my own behalf, my testimony would not be valid. <clears throat> but someone else is also testifying about me. And I assure you that everything he says about me is true. In fact, you sent investigators to listen to John the Baptist, <clears throat> and his testimony about me was true. Of course, I have no need of human witness, but I say these things so that you might be saved. John was like a burning and shining lamp, and when and you were excited for a while about his message. But I have a greater witness than John, my teachings and my miracles. The Father gave me these works to accomplish, and they have and they prove that he sent me. And the Father who sent me has testified about me himself. You have never heard the his voice or seen him face to face, and you do not have his message in your hearts because you do not believe me, the one he sent to you. You search the scriptures because you think you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. Yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. Your approval means nothing to me because I know you don't have God's love within you. For I have come to you in my Father's name, and you have rejected me. Yet if others come in their own name, you gladly welcome them. No wonder you can't believe, for you gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. Yet it isn't I who will accuse you before the Father. Moses will accuse you. Yes, Moses, in whom you put your hope. If you really believed Moses, you would believe me, because he wrote about me. But since you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe what I say? Amen. Nice. Uh, pretty strong rebuke. Uh, Jesus rolled into a, um, a strong rebuke. Mm -hmm. And he actually says, you know, that, that uh, God has turned over the judgment to him, and then he, he really lays into him. But the other part about this portion is he basically says also that I don't judge anybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the judgment was given over to the Son. I think that has two meanings. Not only will Jesus sit on the great white throne mm -hmm. of judgment, but that all the judgment of all the sin of the world fell on Jesus. In mm -hmm. other words, he was judged for my sin, mm -hmm. for your sin, for everybody's sin. Of course, listening, everybody in the whole wide world that ever was or ever will be, <clears throat> Jesus took the sin upon his own body and his own life, separated from God, took all he, the Bible actually says that he became sin for us. And so uh, I'm glad, I'm super glad of that because I don't want to walk in judgment. I, 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 if you judge me, even since I become, became a Christian, based on my accomplishments, I'm in trouble. Come on. But if you judge me based on what Jesus did, heaven is my home. Yep. And I think that's got to be all of our hope that, you know, uh, and, and that's my great hope is Jesus is my salvation and he's been judged so that I don't have to be judged, which is super important because I don't want to be judged. Amen. Same Judgment's here. Judgment's no fun. Same here. And I feel like opening up John 5, 
with the lame man is a That's cool. is a picture reference of what Jesus is now talking about with the judgment of like it was a mosaic standard. Your performance will get you something. It was a Moses law based standard. Mm. If you could get to the water before someone else, you could get this angelic healing that would come down. Your performance is what got you the reward. Mm. And I believe it's a beautiful picture of grace in the gospel that grace would come to a man in his most depraved moment knowing he didn't make it and say, healing. That's a great picture, brother. The gospel right there for that man. You're good at telling stories. Uh, In your translation, can you look at verse 4 for me and see see what it says? Um, Crowds... Uh, came sick, blind. Oh, do I not have a verse four? Crowds, sick, blind, lame, paralyzed. It's a trick question. Oh, okay, yeah. You don't. You probably don't have. I don't a verse have a verse four. four. Um, because a lot of translations leave it out. Oh wow! And they leave it out because of they say there are some some manuscripts that don't include it, mm. and uh, that's why one of the reasons I do re- read New King James and not. NIV or uh, New American Standard or NLT as my study Bible. Right, Don't get right, me wrong. Right. I read all of these translations right. to read, and mm-hmm. I think they're powerful and, and still the word. And the very worst of our English translations better than any translation we've done for the people of Africa. Right. <laughs> so we've got to be careful about knocking translations because I got news for you out there, people. Not everybody gets a King James Bible if they don't speak English. Come on. Um, they're yeah, going to get one in a, a different point. language, and it, you know, so so don't knock the word in any form it comes. I'm not knocking it. But that verse 4, which you quoted it in the story, you said the angel comes to stir it up. That's why I asked if it was there, because it doesn't say that in the NLT. It leaves that verse out about the angel steering the water. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Now, up until 1956, and this is a minor point. We'll get back to the grace of God in just a minute. Up until 1956, this was very disputed where this Bethesda pool was at. And five porticos, which means five porches, wait a minute, five porch pool, how could we not know where that's at? Right. In Jerusalem, and they couldn't find it, and they there was no uh, verifying it. But they have since, they began the dig in, I think, 1956. But I think not until 1990 did they get down to the point where they found a fresco on the on the ceiling of Jesus healing the guy by the water. Oh wow. And it actually after of course after the fact they put that up there, but they found the pool, uh, they found the five porches, which basically the five porches was if you looked at this pool as a rectangle, like a a big rectangle and you had a had a porch and what they called a portico was really like almost a covered like horse stalls Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that went all the way around it. So it had four sides. So that'd be four porticos, four porches, but it was divided down the middle with another one. And so you had a a kind of an upper pool and a lower pool with with a portico down the middle. So you had five porches. It's all there exactly how it said in the Bible. And for literally hundreds of years, they argued that this wasn't correct. Mm that the Bible was wrong, and I wonder if some of the translations were um, influenced by that and left that out. And they leave out a pretty supernatural part of this 
chapter. And when it says, for an angel went down at a certain time to the pool and stirred up the water, then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of water was made well of whatever disease. Now the story doesn't make sense without that part. Right. Because the man says, I have no one to put me in. Well, why would you need somebody to put you in if there wasn't sort of a timing issue? Oh, one goes down in front of me. The other one, you know, I can't get in fast enough. He's basically saying, look, something happens here. And the first one in gets healed Mm -hmm. and I'm not quick enough. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that up because when I read my Bible, I think "Mm, I'd hate to miss something powerful. Come on. In a study Bible. I, I love that. I didn't know that. So it's like now I, I'm with you. My my study Bible, um, I don't know if anybody, uh, here's a great resource, is a blue letter Bible as well because most of my study is done on my laptop. Yeah. And um, I prefer because of you, New King James, when I go and I look at stuff, but then when I get words, I'll flip over to the blue letter Bible. Oh, I'll break them down. But I, I love here too is this picture of this angel. It's ironic that it goes missing inside some translations is because we see a connection between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yes. We see that angel is a connection between the work of what was the old model, the yeah. Old Testament, yeah, come on. to now the Holy Spirit power through the Messiah was enough. And it's like, that's so cool. And that's why it says here, the probably the number one thing I struggle with with Christianity, and I know I'm probably not alone, is verse 24. I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. That unlearning a whole life of performance-based. Oh, it's hard. And knowing that I have healing and my belief is in Jesus. It's like, well, you know, our, our, we could probably better get our heads around about the real struggles. I'm believing Jesus for financial breakthrough for what I need in my life. Well, I need to do all this stuff. Well, yes, yes, there are healthy things you need to do, and there are things that will connect your faith to to the movement of what the Spirit of God is. But in the core of our faith, if believing in Jesus is not enough, then we're missing it. Because right here he says, believing in God who sent me, you have eternal life. You have the biggest prize of the simplest concept, yeah. and it seems so not simple in practicality. Yeah, and, and and it is true here. He says, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes. And, and part of the problem with people, uh, myself included, is that before I knew what the—see, I, I got to a point where I prayed and I received Jesus. And I said, okay, I believe. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and through him I have everlasting life. So I said amen oh. that day. Amen. And I was saved. And and that was really cool. But because I didn't know his word, it was difficult for me to receive, for example, finances, yep. healing in my body, uh, you know, peace in my mind, uh, deliverance, you know, from my addictions. All of those things were mine, but I really didn't know it. And the only way you do get to know it is you read the word and you understand it. Now, the difference is in the Old Testament, you read it and then you kept the rules and regulations. And if you did everything right, everything good was going to happen. But if you didn't do everything right, not everything good is going to happen. But but now what I need to do is hear the word and not, you know, think, oh, I did something wrong. So I'll never be able to receive that. No, I'm not receiving it based on what I did right or wrong. I'm receiving it based on what Jesus did right 
No wrong, of course. He was a sinless savior. And so knowing the word, he who hears my word and believes. Come on. So salvation is super important and I was saved, but I was sick, broke, addicted, and all those things the day after I got saved. And I didn't know that that my salvation included deliverance from poverty, Come on. deliverance from, from, you know, addiction, deliverance from, you know, strife or bitterness or anger. And, and so I needed at that point, which by the grace of God, I had good people around me, took me to church and went Amen. to Bible studies and all that stuff. I got the word in me because the, I, I, I just began to hear what Jesus did and said, and it began to set me free. And it's a big picture here because this latter half that is like verse 24 on, he really starts talking about this. Um, the, he's really calling out the Pharisees here. But I want to give some people some peace here because the gospel that we have that we're talking about here, that gospel that we walk in, that good news, to put it in perspective, the way Isaiah would write about it is he would say inside a, this poem that he would write, he would say, you know, uh, beautiful are the feet that carry good news. Beautiful are the feet that carry good news. And when he's writing that, he's talking about the good news of the Messiah, of Jesus, is that we're not in a workspace, performance-based system anymore. And that good news, believe it or not, when Isaiah's writing it, what would happen is a runner would go from city to city, and as he would approach the city, he'd yell out to the watchman, could yell to the watchman, uh, Yulion, Yulion, which means good news. But in the, in the in the Jewish culture, in the Israelite culture, it meant good news. There's a good, there's a new king, and that new king, that king we know, that king that we serve as Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace, and that we can have a peace now, knowing that this judgment seat, this eternal life, all of this part here, that our faith in Jesus, that we have. One, a father that looks at us with love and mercy and kindness from that seat, that we don't have to be stressed out and striving and, and toiling, that we have peace. I wish we could have Christmas every year. Yeah. Emmanuel, peace on earth. We good can have man. Christmas every I mean, year. Every, every, every day, you <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Every day, every day, you know, and it's like, <laughs> it's like when you read this, like, like the book of Revelations, don't get terrified when you read some of the stuff. Your God is your father. And he's the king of peace, and he has that Come towards on. you. Come on. Like, it's good news. It is good news. Now, I, I'm going to throw, throw you a little curve here. You ready for it? Mm -hmm. Yep. It's totally and completely true. We have what we have by the grace of God through faith. So we have been given it by grace. How do we receive it? Through faith. Pretty. So what's our part? Believe. It's an important part. It, but all we're doing is saying, yeah, I agree with what I, I'm with him. Yeah. I'm with what he said. Jesus did it all. Now I'm going to believe it. Now I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball here. Faith, though, has action. Come on. This is not works. This is not working for it. But when you believe something, you act different Come than on. when you don't believe something. Come on. If you believe it's raining, you bring, you know, your umbrella or your raincoat, or at least you run out to the car, mm -hmm. um, even if you're going to get wet. There are actions that go with your belief. Here for the man who Jesus healed totally by grace, he didn't deserve it, he couldn't do anything to earn it. He said to him, take up your bed and walk. 
he had a choice right then to argue with Jesus yep. and go, nope, sorry, don't you realize I'm paralyzed? I can't take up my bed. But instead of doing that, he picked up, he got up and picked up. That was his action. His action followed that. Now we got to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Come we'll finish on. that thought up. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. This is a message for all of sisterhood. If you are a woman, you are sisterhood. Sisterhood is our identity as girls here at East Coast. It's not about what we do. It's about who we are and who we are called to be as girls who love Jesus with all of our hearts. For the past few years, we have gathered together as a sisterhood from all of our locations and hosted our Sisterhood Flourish conferences at our Merritt Island campus. But this year, our Sisterhood Flourish conference is going digital. Tickets are $20, and when you register, you'll receive full access to all online content, access to a private Facebook group just for attendees, sneak peeks before the event, and the opportunity to attend small in-person watch parties. In addition to all of that, you will also receive a gift box full of goodies and conference material to help make your Flourish experience unforgettable. We hope you and your friends join us for this fun, interactive night. Registration and more information can be found at eccc.us slash events. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Join Overlook Ministries on October the 17th at the Avenue Worship Center for the 8th Annual Overlook Fiesta Fundraiser. Overlook is a ministry faithfully serving East Coast Christian Center and Brevard County for 23 years, reaching out to the lost, homeless, and overlooked. The fiesta begins 7 p.m. on October 17th with desserts, inspiration, and community. Let's change the world one man at a time. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is morning morning breath. I just want to close that up. So this guy, he gets healed. He doesn't know who healed him. Uh, he doesn't find that out till a little bit later. You know, when Jesus catches him in the temple, and he's carrying his bed home, and it's the Sabbath, and so he's not allowed to work on the Sabbath. It's against the and I got air quotes around it law. 
And so the Jews therefore said to him who was cured, it is a Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered and said to them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. And so this is what, what the man did. He said, okay, the law says I can't carry my bed, which actually the law never fixed me. Right. But the guy who fixed me said, take up your bed and walk. Hmm. Should I go with the law or should I go with the guy who said, take up my bed? He said, uh, guys, no offense, but I'm not going with you. I'm not going with the law anymore. I'm not going with that old system. And again, it's a contrast, just like you said at the beginning of the program, Pastor David, between the old and the new. He said, I'm with him. Yep. You know, have you ever been almost in a bar fight yes. um, and you're with somebody really big? Mm-hmm. Uh, I always said, I'm with him. I'm with that guy. <laughs> I'm, with that guy. I'm with Tiny. <laughs> now, I want you to know if something happens here, I am with him. We're close. And uh, that type of thing. So that's what he's saying. Look, I'm going with the guy who told me to get up and walk. Come on. And I love that. So good. Yeah, man. So uh, great lead into the program today with that contrast, Pastor David. God bless you. Have a great day. God Anything in closing? Uh, check out the other episodes of the podcast and get into Flourish, guys, gals. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.